0: Welcome to the European Parliamentary Research Service Podcasts.
1: In this podcast, we'll talk about how to ensure greater strategic autonomy for the European industry. We'll analyse its weaknesses and strengths in the light of new geopolitical challenges and look at EU responses. Stay with us.
0: Achieving Europe's twin green and digital transitions requires a strong, innovative and more autonomous industrial sector. And while European industry has many strengths – it is, for instance, a global green tech leader – it also has weaknesses.
1: It is highly dependent on critical raw materials from third countries. It's lagged behind in strategic sectors like batteries, and it suffers from insufficient research and development funding market fragmentation and lack of skills.
0: So, boosting the strategic autonomy of EU industry means addressing all these issues and reducing dependencies from third countries. That's right,
1: but COVID-19 has shown us just how interdependent and vulnerable our economies and supply chains are. Another pandemic, a natural disaster or political crisis such as the war in Ukraine may disrupt entire global value chains again. So a mix of domestic and external policy actions will be necessary to secure more autonomy.
0: It's against this background that in March 2020, the European Commission adopted a new industrial strategy to make EU industry more competitive globally and to reinforce its industrial and strategic autonomy.
1: The strategy was reviewed in May 2021 to factor in the impacts of the pandemic. But securing and diversifying supply of critical raw materials remains one of the top priorities. Here's Commissioner Maros Shevkovich. We need to ensure a secure and sustainable supply of raw materials to meet uh, the needs of clean and digital technologies, including in health sector and space and defence industries. And we have to avoid them competing with each other for finite resources.
0: To achieve this, the European Commission identified over 130 products and raw materials used in sensitive ecosystems on which the EU is highly dependent, mainly in energy-intensive and health sectors.
1: And technologies identified as strategic for Europe's industrial future range from active pharmaceutical ingredients, batteries, cloud and edge computing and cybersecurity to hydrogen, IT software, solar panels, raw materials and semiconductors.
0: Semiconductors are extremely important to the digital transition so the European Commission has put forward specific legislation to strengthen this and other critical technologies. Let's hear Guillaume Ragona from the European Parliamentary Research Service.
1: Chips are the engines of the digital transition. The share of Europe in global fabrication capacity has declined since the 90s and today reaches only 8%. For the most advanced chips, all production is located outside Europe. Worldwide, the major producing regions are all reinforcing their chips ecosystems. With the CHIPS Act, the EU is willing to reduce its dependencies and also to become a leader in the chips industry of the future. And batteries are another key sector. In December 2020, the European Commission proposed a new regulation to enhance circularity and the recovery of important raw materials for reuse in new batteries and measures to decarbonize gas markets, promote hydrogen and reduce methane emissions, followed in December 2021.
0: The European Commission is also supporting new industrial alliances in key industrial sectors and value chains, as well as projects of common interest in sectors such as microelectronics and batteries. But all this costs money. So which funds are being used?
1: Well, There's a wide range of EU programmes offering funding to improve the strategic autonomy of EU industry, such as the recovery and resilience facility within next-generation EU or more targeted funding programmes such as Horizon Europe and the European Defence Fund, among others.
0: Now, let's look at what can be done at an international level. Stay with us.
1: Truth is, there's a lot that can be done at the international level, For example, better integrating EU companies in international value chains, influencing global standards or developing mutual conformity assessments to facilitate trade. Here's Marcin Szczepanski from the European Parliamentary Research Service. Moreover, the EU started to form strategic partnerships with resource-rich countries, such as Canada and Ukraine, and launched six pilot projects with African countries. These partnerships aim to better integrate and develop sustainable and resilient raw materials value chains.
0: But autonomy also means establishing a level playing field through instruments such as the carbon border adjustment mechanism, which will introduce a carbon price on certain products imported into the EU, and the international procurement instrument, which will give the EU leverage in negotiating the reciprocal opening of public procurement markets in third countries.
1: It's also about protecting our industry and single market from negative external influences, whether in the form of foreign investment, distortive foreign subsidies, or coercive practices.
0: A major development in the area of transatlantic cooperation was the setting up of the EU-US Trade and Technology Council in June 2021. This will allow the two parties to tackle together global trade challenges and strengthen their industrial leadership although it remains to be seen how far their cooperation will go.
1: Let's not forget that EU industrial policy is defined and implemented at both EU and member state level, and the EU lacks strong competences in some areas crucial to the digital transformation of industry.
0: So what else can the EU do to ensure greater strategic autonomy for European industry?
1: Well, to begin with, there is no precise and commonly agreed definition of strategic autonomy in EU industrial policy. So establishing a governance system based on common definitions and criteria would help to avoid national priorities from clashing with EU
0: ones. Now, on a more specific challenge, to increase Europe's strategic autonomy in rare earth elements, stakeholders such as the European Raw Materials Alliance have made some recommendations. Let's hear from this director, Massimo Gasperon. One,
1: to create a level playing field to support a European rare earth value chain. Two, to secure the commitment of European industries to buy rare earth materials from European producers. 3. To make sure that end-of-life products and waste materials stay in Europe and are recycled in Europe. And 4. To support and facilitate public and private investment in the emerging European earths. To increase EU's industry's resilience to shocks along its value chains, some analysts suggest improving the governance and transparency of strategic value chains and ensuring closer alignment of support measures taken at EU, national, regional and local levels.
0: The European Parliament is convinced that securing the EU's sovereignty and strategic autonomy requires an autonomous and competitive industrial base and huge investment in research and innovation in key enabling technologies and value chains. It has also called to direct more investment to support the security and defence, climate technology, food and health sectors.
1: It also believes supply chains should be strengthened, shortened, made more sustainable and diverse, especially as regards critical raw materials. German EPP member Hildegard Bentel drafted a report on this topic. We are therefore introducing several measures to diversify our supply chains. We want to build up strong and reliable secondary markets and boost recycling. This will request massive investments and only pay out in the mid to long term. Therefore, we also need to continue our efforts on sustainable mining, both in the EU and in third countries. Last but not least, we need to build strong international partnerships with like-minded countries worldwide.
0: The European Parliament has also pressed for the recovery package to support investments in projects that contribute to improve the EU's resilience and strategic autonomy.
1: Want to know more? Check out Guillaume Wagonau and Marcin Czapanski's full policy brief on the EPRS website or in our app.
0: This is a European Parliamentary Research Service podcast.
1: Thanks for listening.